Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester CX Cast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. My name is Deanna Laufer, along with my co-host Sam Stern. You'll hear our voice each week. Hello and welcome to another episode of CX Cast. I am your co-host Diana Laufer, along with my other co-host Sam Stern. Hello. And today we are joined by principal analyst Rick Parrish. Welcome, Rick. Thanks very much. Rick is joining us today to talk about the U.S. Customer Experience Index 2016, one of our most widely read reports of the year. It's something that Rick has recently taken over and has become our CX Index guy, as uh, as Sam just recently (laughs) (laughs) called him. And so, Rick, maybe you could start by talking about uh, what you found this year, what's different from uh, last year. So the big story this year is that uh, the bar for CX quality did inch up. You know, uh, we covered uh, 319 brands in 21 different industries this year, including U.S. federal government agencies. And we found that out of those 319, uh, 58 had significant improvement in their CX compared with our Q3 2015 report to this report here. In fact, 28 brands gained five points or more. Wow. And those 28 brands were, were scattered across 12 different industries, plus the federal government. So we did see pretty wide incremental progress. In fact, the entire average for five industries actually went up. So their whole industry is even doing better. But you know, one, one of the things that we didn't see is we didn't see uh, more companies get into the excellent category, you know, that real top-notch CX quality. What we saw was that incremental improvement go from the very poor and the poor categories up into the okay and the good, right? But we didn't see any new companies break in that real excellent category. That's the big news from here is things are getting better. There, you know, there are fewer really bad experiences and more decent experiences. Okay, so the bar continues to be raised for customer experience as measured by our CX index. That's right. You mentioned, I think, that the gainers or the big gainers even were sprinkled across many industries. But and, and so maybe the answer to this is no. But I'm wondering, you know, did you see any sort of trend? I remember one year, I think it was around the financial crisis, we saw a big increase for value brands. Uh, did you see anything in the data that sort of hinted at types of companies or, you know, what we know about companies in terms of their focus on customer experience that contributed to any of these gains? There was no sort of systematic theme like that in terms of what was gaining and, and what wasn't gaining. They're really um, individual companies that are finally cracking the code, you know, for themselves on CX. Although another big theme that we did find that, that really was quite interesting is that digital companies really do seem to have uh, an advantage over their traditional counterparts. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, for instance, this is for, for the first time in our 2016 index, we covered um, over-the-top service providers. These are these are companies like uh, Hulu and Netflix, right, that distribute video mm-hmm. uh, over the Internet with subscription model, right, instead yep. of sort of legacy pay TV provider kind of thing. And these OTT services absolutely crushed incumbent traditional TV service providers. Uh, uh, on the same thing, digital-only retailers totally blew away traditional retailers. And here's one of the very interesting things. Not only did the digital retailers really beat traditional retailers, but um, they Digital also be traditional, specifically in terms of the 
quality of the emotional experience. Hmm. Measure uh, ease, effectiveness, and emotion, and drivers, and all of that in the TX index. But we drilled into the data here and looked at uh, how good digital retailers and traditional retailers are at really hitting the right the right emotional quotient, you know, for for their experiences. And it turns out that digital retailers provide 25% more positive emotional experiences for every negative one than their wow. traditional retailer competitors, which I think is really amazing because you know, for, for so long there, there was a debate about, you know, oh, can digital really deliver, you know, the emotional magic of an in-person experience? Uh, and the data shows here that at least in, at least in uh, retail, absolutely. In fact, digital is providing a far better emotional experience than traditional retail. And actually, along the same lines, I wanted to ask is in the, in the past, we measure effectiveness, ease, and emotion in the index, but we found that emotion is always the most important in terms of, of driving loyalty, mm-hmm. um, which was a, a pretty big finding when we found it two years ago. Does that still hold up? Is emotion still the most important factor here? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it absolutely is. Um, uh, the biggest influence on driving, on driving customer loyalty is definitely emotion. And it's interesting, uh, we also looked in to figure out what important emotions are in driving loyalty. And uh, the conventional wisdom is that, is that happy, right? You need to make people happy. Um, uh, this is not the case. In fact, we ask a lot of questions about a lot of different emotions. And it turns out that the three emotions that most correlate with loyalty are valued, appreciated, and confident. Now, it's going to differ a little bit by industry and by company and such, but overall, happy is not the emotion you want to go for. Valued, appreciated, and confident. And in contrast, companies often say, we can't anger our customers. We don't want to make them angry. turns out that anger isn't the most important emotion to avoid. It turns out annoyance, disappointment, and frustration are the three uh, negative emotions most correlated with ruining customer loyalty. I feel like, uh, I think I've heard a lot of people say that it, it's more terrifying when your parent is disappointed in you than angry with you. And so I think maybe that holds with brands as well. Certainly seems that way. Rick, you look at the CX index if you're a brand and if you're a CX pro or their team at the company, and you get your score. And then what? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, what companies need to understand is what the score says, right? You know, if you get a CX index score, you need to understand that this isn't just a customer satisfaction score. Because, as you both well know, that the CX index doesn't just measure how customers you know, think their CX is. It measures whether or not your company is improving customer experience in ways that improve customer loyalty. So a high score doesn't just mean you have good CX. You have good CX that's driving loyalty. So may also, in addition to a CX index score, you may be getting some other you know, basic CSAT measures, and they may, they may have much higher numbers. And you may say, well, what's going on here? Well, it's because those other metrics, they're not measuring. They're just measuring if customers are satisfied. They're not measuring if they're satisfied in ways that drive loyalty. That's really the key here. So the first thing to do is really understand what this number is telling you. And it's telling you something much more important than just CSAT. It's how much more loyal your customer experience is making your customers. And you know, following from that, I think the real power of, of the index is actually in the driver analysis. That's one of the most important things that companies should do here is you know, those companies that engage with the CX index will really need to use that information to ground their CX improvement program in driver analysis to understand what to focus on first and then understand what they should and shouldn't be doing so they can evaluate how to prioritize right, in, our, in the customer experience management maturity model that right. was recently updated. Prioritization is one of the most important competencies. 
and driver analysis is a key factor, you know, in prioritizing how you work out a deal. Rick, I noticed that one of the industries that had a statistically significant rise um, was U.S. federal government agencies, and, and I'm wondering if you can expand a little bit more on that. Since you're an expert, you know, this is now the intersection point of your two areas of focus. How would you try to understand or try to explain that increase in government agency CX index performance? Sure, it did have a small but noticeable increase. Mm-hmm. It's still, of course, the lowest ranked industry on the CX index. So although it did go up, other things went up as well. And so it's still, it's still sure. on the bottom. Um, and in fact, it still has a near monopoly on the worst experiences. I'm struck um, by the way, but it also seems to be the sector with the largest spread from good to bad to, to best to worst scores in, in that sector. Am I reading the chart right? You're absolutely right. It, it is... Um, far more variable in, in its performance than, than any of the private sector industries. Yeah, absolutely. And the National Park Service is number one in government there, which is, which is a good place to be, but basically it's the best of a bad lot. I mean, right. you know, if, you, if you look at the results here, it's only about as good as the average bank, mm-hmm. right? You know, the average insurance company, which is not great. And then, of course, all the way in the bottom, it gets progressively worse. And in fact, you know, we're going to have a lot more to say about, um, about our federal CX index because we're publishing our new standalone U.S. federal CX index report within the next few weeks, and for the first oh. time, it's actually going to have specific scores for the 15 U.S. federal agencies and programs that we rank. So we're actually going to list all of them. We're going to list the scores. We're going to dig into some driver analysis there, too, and, and look at why they performed the way they did. It's going to be a really interesting uh, basis for the discussion we're going to have about federal CX. We're actually having our first ever federal CX forum called TXDC on September 12th in Washington, D.C., and the results of the CX index are really going to form a great basis for the conversation about the, what the, these underperforming agencies need. Well, that's great. We're publishing that data just in time for that forum. Timing worked out just great. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, give give Washington something else to talk about, maybe besides uh, the seemingly never-ending election. Momentarily, anyway. Momentarily, that's right. Well, thank you for for joining us. Thank you for highlighting some of the major changes in the CX index this year. Even though it's small, even though it's mostly the the really bad companies getting a little bit better, it's, it's encouraging to see sort of a secular trend in slight improvement in customer experience scores. That is what we would hope to see, given how much attention, how much focus customer experience as a topic is getting at so many companies. Yeah, it is encouraging to see. Of course, what it also means is that the competition for CX is getting tighter among companies. As those laggards start to get a little bit better, you've got more people moving in the middle of the pack. You really want to to stand out. You need to work harder than ever. Right, and listen to more of our podcasts about how you can improve your customer (laughs) experience. And if you're a government agency, uh, be be there on (laughs) September 12th. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Rick, for joining us today. Um, For folks that want to learn more, they can check out the U.S. Customer Experience Index 2016 report that's available now and the partner report, the Government Index, which will be available shortly. And we'll also link to the blog posts that talk about um, the index as well that's available to everybody who wants to read it. Thanks again for joining us today, Rick. We'll see everyone later. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's CXCast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in this episode in the podcast show notes. For questions or suggestions, please contact me at dlaufer at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality. <laughs>